0: It's been a long day. Grab a cold drink and step into the man cave. Your host, J.D. Harrison and friends, are getting the discussion together, so it's sure to be an exciting hour of fun and talk. We want to hear from you, too, so get ready to speak your mind. We don't judge here. Now your hosts of the man cave, J.D. Harrison and friends.
1: What's going on, everybody? I am live in Gurnee, Illinois, at the Bottom Line Barbershop, um, where the Bears Barber... And a lot of the other guys come in here to get a cut. You can see everybody's
2: representing.
1: Everybody's representing the Cubs. Booney, what you think with the Cubs today? What?
2: It's going
1: down. So he says it's going down. Rob the barber. It's going down, baby. Now, are y'all fair weather fans?
2: <laughs>
1: Look at this. He's actually rocking a wood, uh, a, a Wood. How many strikes? How many strikes? Okay, okay, and then we got the the man, Rob the barber. You going for the Cubs tonight? I, ain't the the I mean, Rob, I'm Rob the Master Barber. Man. Master barber, the Bears barber. You know, he's I he's got, is, he's I he's got Rob the senior he's citizen. He's so anyway, if you, him, so can if can you guys are in Chicago land, you gotta you gotta come up here, get your cut on. You can see, man, this is like every man' cage dream. You got the Bears jerseys up here, even though I, I think we need some diversity now with these guys up here because they taking some L's, even though they won Monday night, which we'll talk about. Uh, but anyway, we're here live. Cubs is going on tonight, so everybody's a little hyped up in the city. Um, one of the things we've got to talk about did you see, when have you, when could you ever count the Cubs going? Hit nine, get nine points in the game. I mean, all year, all year but I'm saying right now that it's unbelievable. I really believe that this is their year. Oh. We got a Detroit fan in the house. Ooh, so, lady, okay. Boo, in fact, I want to know is there even any sports in Detroit? Oh. <laughs> but, I mean, what do they mix the Gatorade with? <laughs> uh, I mean it, it has to be imported. <laughs> I mean we got to do something about the uh, Detroit fans in a Cubs territory and Chicago territory. <laughs> so <laughs> so any, so anyway, we're we're here at the bottom line. Uh the city is just is it's going is chaotic right now. Um I got in here uh Monday morning and it's Cub fever everywhere. And Really, really excited for the city because, especially for the Cubs, because we know they've been kind of the laughing stock of Major League Baseball for quite some time. And being a Chicago person, you love them, but you want to see uh, you want to see some stuff going on. Um, and so, one of the reasons why I chose the barbershop is because, at the barbershop, uh, within especially the African American community, this is where we go to hang let our hair down, you know, I ain't got no hair, but this is, this is, or get your beard trimmed, uh, but this is where a lot of things happen, a lot of good conversations, and so those of us from the area, we know where to go to have a good time. Um, so one of things is, get into it, I came here uh, this past weekend, I spent the weekend, our week in Denver, got some football in with the Broncos and uh, had a great experience um, with Coach Eric Studisville. That actually used to work here with the Bears. Uh, he's worked with the likes of like a Marshawn Lynch, uh, Tiki Barber. Uh, he also he also worked with Ron Dane, uh, Curtis Enos. But he worked with a lot of running backs that actually had some success. So, for uh, to be able to go out there and sit down and talk to this man. He was actually the one that took over for Denver when Josh McDaniels um, was fired. And Eric's been there under the past three coaches. And so he was the interim head coach that started Tebow. So that was very interesting to sit down and have a clinic with him regarding football, every aspect of it. So, E, thank you for the hospitality, Uh, you and your family. It was awesome. So, but anyway... um, I came into Chicago. You guys will see your boy on Monday Night Football Preview with John Gruden. Uh, I was called in to do a commercial, um, so I ended up taking selfies. Uh, that was part of the commercial that I was doing, so it was pretty interesting. So I like I, a, I like to get a good photo op in, but it was also good to sit down and talk to John Gruden for a few minutes about what's going on in the NFL and quarterbacks and things like that. Um, you know he Chucky was on. He, he he was on cue. It was good to um, just tap his brain. One of the things he said uh, going into the Monday night game, he was really impressed. Uh, he, for the first time, he felt like that was Jay Cutler's best game that he played. So that was really interesting. But anyway, going into the co- going into college football, things like that, you still have Alabama, which. It's going to be very hard to beat them right now. Any 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 Bama fans in the house? No Bama fans? Anybody watching college? Who you go for, Booney? Who's your guy? What?
2: Illinois, Illinois
1: So we have a line eye fan in the house. Now my next question is: How long have you been going for Illinois? I live here. Seriously? Seriously. Man, that's a rare because he's seen a lot of dismal years. Booney, I'm a little concerned. Uh, he's been a long time Cub fan and a long time Illinois football fan. What are you, Illinois basketball as well?
2: Basketball, football, no real on that no right. Ohio State,
1: Ohio State for football, Rob the barber. What about football? Illinois, really?
2: I'll, do y'all believe him? I'm not believe.
1: Something, something about you right now is making me say bandwagon. <laughs> because, where are you even from, Texas? Back then, See, he don't even like Johnny Manziel now. He don't hope that he's hoping for no recovery. I mean, nothing. I'm starting to question yo. Your- now I do believe Lovey Smith is going to make a change, and you at the University of Illinois, he's going to get a great recruiting class. Get Illinois back to recruiting that it did in the early '80s and things like that. Before like Northern Illinois start pillaging the Chicago recruits, and University of Wisconsin getting the Chicago area recruits. Um, I believe now is a, the Illinois is making the right step in the right direction because kids, young athletes that have a chance to go on are going to want to go with a proven coach that knows what they're looking for at the next level. So um, anybody else in here got got another school in the area? Just Texas A&M, Ohio State? LSU. LSU? Well, at least they got a championship sometime in the last 10, 15 years. So as we can see, Booty Mac... Those of you guys go to the shop, despite his teams that he like, he's actually one of the best barbers I know. But his choices in teams is horrible right now. <laughs> so we had to have to put this brother down for some prayer. <laughs> so what? You guys have been here in a whole element of the Cubs and stuff, Booney. What's going on around here? They are too close to the end brother and all
2: that It's been rough man. Been a rough, rough, rough. rough. We be here. Game 7.
1: This is it we going to see. we going to see. It's is
2: going to play on the playoffs. This is going to be on the long time. This
1: Well, we're going to see. They got the fly. W Flags is all over the city. I don't know if you guys see my personal uh Facebook page. I got uh, the photographer to the beer, Scott Wallum. He took a picture after the Monday night game that was like unbelievable, This Chicago skyline. And it shows the Cubs, you know, uh, through the lights and stuff on the buildings. It just a beautiful, beautiful picture. So if you guys haven't checked it out, you need to... Yeah, you need to check it out. It's really nice. Uh, and Scott is selling copy prints of that. Uh, Scott Wallum at Pro Casing, so you guys gotta look him up. Um, and just like a couple weeks ago you saw the support of the Cubs or the White Sox, but Monday night at the Bears game. Uh, everybody was the Bears tried to throw in the Cubs song, but they were singing it at the Bears game. And what a surprise with that. Did y'all did y'all watch the Monday night game?
2: Yeah,
1: no. I no. Rob the Barber. What protein you like? Bear's fan? I didn't like Rob, I don't think anybody in here is convinced. You a Bears fan for real? Yeah, I'm a fan. Okay, that's the front first front running team Rob the Barber has not chosen today. <laughs> Booty. You can t- you can be honest. What's my What's your team? Dallas Cowboys. Okay, okay. I, now, the Bears Barber, I think it's kind of stupid to ask him. But uh, Mr. Vaughn, who's your, who's your pro team? I, I, I can't make any assumptions. We got you all here. So, look, I ain't going to put him on freshman. We already know he's the Bears Barber. But Rob the Barber, y'all got to watch out for because he a front runner. Yeah, he a bandwagon. Uh, yeah. So so uh, it's going to be interesting. And so the Monday night game, I told everybody from the beginning of the season, I wasn't sold on Minnesota. Uh, really? Is no, no. Uh, to me, yeah, to me, first of all, yeah, Sam Bradford, who has not been proven in the league yet. He's decent. He He will help you get you through a game. But he's not going to be the guy you want to take over for your team, you know, to win the game. You know, and the defense, but I think the complement to the defense is a solid running game. And right now they're struggling to find, you know, find who they are. You had Diggs that's been in and out. Their running game against Chicago was dismal. Uh, The defense hit hard, but the Bears went in and they did the smart thing with Jay Cuddy. They ran the ball. And, oh, I, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not – I love the Bears because this is where I'm from. This is where I started off my career in the NFL. But I'm not sold on them as long as Jay Cutler is a part of the organization. Because as long as he's there, the money is tied up in him. And, you know, the fear of bringing someone in to truly challenge – and I think it has an effect on free agent players coming into the market, knowing that that's your quarterback. Uh, Nothing is more frustrating as a, a receiver when you see the ball being thrown to the defense or a defensive player knowing that you won't get off the ball, but uh, off the field. But talk about getting off the field. We're going to go to break real fast, and we'll be back.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football
4: Are you a real sports fan? That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.
0: You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Harris at high-intensity-sports.com. Now, let's get back to the show.
1: So we're back talking a little, uh, we're actually going all over because we're at the barbershop. So at the barbershop, at the bottom line, you just never, we're all over the place. Uh, you never stay on subject because somebody going to change. But, you know, it's peaceful in here, good time. This is one of my favorite places when I come home to hang out. And I ain't even got no hair. So it's, it's something to come in and just being around just good dudes and, we can fix, we fix all the world problems in here uh, at the barbershop. So anyway, going into college football, I'll be honest with you guys. I didn't get a lot of college football in to me this weekend, uh, being on the road. But you still have Alabama number one, Clemson at number two, Michigan at three, Texas A&M at four, Washington at five. And this is going by the CF, uh, the college football playoff rankings, and uh Ohio State dropped down to six, and Louisville at seven, Wisconsin at eight, Auburn at nine, and Nebraska at ten. Uh, then we have Alabama, Michigan, Clemson, Washington, Louisville, Ohio State, Texas A&M, and Wisconsin, Nebraska, and Florida in the AP top uh, 25. Right now, I still say it's very—it's going to be very hard to beat Alabama. Um, and I think that what's going to either happen, I believe that they won't win a national championship, but I don't think it's going to be into the SEC championship game that they lose or in the playoffs. Um, but we'll see. They, I think their next test, their biggest test, to me, will come this week with LSU. Uh, and you know what? Mississippi State uh, could play them well. And UAB. But I think LSU and UAB is going to be their regular season chance of beating Alabama. Um, They're just such a dominant physical team. They usually have good defense and the fact that that they can run the ball with a plethora of running backs gives them a chance um, to be victorious. I would love to see Ohio State Ohio State has to beat Michigan in order to be considered in the playoffs. I think if they beat Michigan, um, that gets them in. Well, first of all, if they beat Michigan and then win the Big Ten championship, then they're clearly, I think, going to uh, go further or go ahead into the playoffs. Any, have you guys been watching Michigan at all? We're watching this weekend against Michigan State. How, how did they look to you, Booney? They
2: looked alright, but they think from the back. They got
1: the one dude that's uh, second to Charles Woodson with uh, uh, touchdowns off of interceptions. Yeah, I don't know what it was But Michigan State has typically the past three or four years been an Achilles heel for teams that were running for the championship. Look what they did to Michigan before. Look what they did to Notre Dame. Uh, And didn't they stick one on Ohio State? Yeah. And, And so... Michigan State is the team that they are the dream killers that's what I like to call them they you know they're gonna go in and when you're close they're gonna go in and do the thing so it's gonna be interesting uh, the other good game this week I see Northwestern versus Wisconsin Wisconsin always plays solid ball but again they're another team that sometimes are gets underrated you know the they can run the ball. They're multi-dimensional, They get good pressure from their front four, um, and then the younger Watt brothers playing his tail off. It's gonna—I mean—the Big Ten is a toss-up league. Uh, and I said it before. I'll say it again. There's so much parity in college football, or just football, period. I think compared to any other sport. So the next game that I have that I'm looking forward to watching is the Nebraska-Ohio State game. Uh, so we got Rob the Barber. That's a, a Buckeye fan. Oh, no, you a Buckeye fan. What's up with him, man? So Rob the Barber, Rob the Barber, Rob the Bandwagon Barber, which oh. <laughs> so, except for he's holding true to this. He's saying that Ohio State is going to make get out of that six seed and move up. And I, I have to agree with him. I think that that was the wake-up call. Because I mean, if they started off the this, this season, they had a lot of games where they were playing too close. And so sometimes with an earlier loss, it, it shakes up, it rattles up things, it gets guys refocused, uh, especially when you're running with a, a young roster. Uh, with a young roster, the worst thing you can have is early success. Uh, so when you're barely winning then you take a loss, that really changes how guys approach things with the season. So I could see Ohio State uh, doing well, but Nebraska is playing tough ball. Uh, I mean, the Big Ten, with, you know, not being known for their speed and stuff like that, you're talking about a tough football division Uh, because, you know, the Big Ten is doing a good job now of expanding their recruiting and also keeping guys at home. And that's, you know, in the past, the top-tier players, they would go – Uh, to these other conferences, and now they're starting to stay home. So I think that gives the teams uh, in the Big Ten a better chance of winning and, you know, being solid with it. So the other game that I'm looking forward to is uh, Texas A&M and uh, Mississippi State. Mississippi State, that's another unheralded team, but they play good football. I mean, you're seeing a lot of toughness and a lot of skill uh, from good coaching. If you had to pick between, this is Rob DeBarber. I'm gonna to have to ask him. He, he's on a he's on a soapbox now. Texas A&M versus Mississippi State. Why? He said Texas A&M. Really? He just know the names of the teams. He just the names of teams. See, now you have, you, at the barbershop, you can't have thin skin because somebody's going to mess with you in hey. a minute.
2: Hey, don't know.
1: He just know the, the colors.
2: <laughs> I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. I'm telling you that I just know Dallas Cowboys. I'll do a little
1: bit. I'll do a little I'll Hawkeyes. Wait, 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 wait. Hawkeyes. Have you always been there? No,
2: my investment is
1: there. <laughs> now, now that, at least he's telling the truth. Right. He, he's telling I the truth.
2: That's where my money's going. Iowa Hawkeyes is where it's at, bro. And I can
1: appreciate that. So, Rob, the Bears barber, is an uh, Iowa Hawkeyes guy because that's where the – but where his money and his daughter is, so I, I get that. Rob the barber, Rob the barber. I'm a little concerned because he ain't got no loyalties to anything. He ain't got no loyalties to anything he liking. <laughs> so I, I, I got so he's the dude that next year with the socks do well, he gonna walk around. Socks g would up to the (laughs) (laughs) T. Just so you know that. You're from Chicago, but you don't like the Bears. You like you're from Chicago and you don't like the Bulls. You guys see this. We gotta go. But they're not your team. But who's your team? I love the Bulls. Hey, can anyone cooperate his story here? Has he ever? So, there's some trouble in paradise here at the bottom line, because next time I come here, I'm bringing a polygraph, <laughs> because I want to tell you, I don't believe a damn word that's coming out of Rob the Barber. In fact, is your name Rob the Barber? <laughs> we got to do some investigating here, because there's some things that's going on, I mean, I I need to see your ID before I leave. So, (laughs) speak up. So he said, if the Sox are playing the Cubs, he's gonna go for the Sox. People, it's just some people that you know they lie to to themselves too. Uh, I see you got a lot of people out here. I see Jerry Vasquez, Officer Vasquez. I gave you a shout out. Now leave me alone, Jug. Otherwise, i will to tell the police department all the bad things you did when you was a kid. <laughs> and Officer Farmer, yup, ain't nothing like uh, barbershop talk. So, anyway, we could go into the NFL, which last week we got so deep, we almost forgot about making picks for the game and uh, what's really going on. You had, uh, first of all, talking about Minnesota. They come to Chicago. They, well, they lose last week against Philly. And Philly, you know, with a rookie quarterback, you think that they're going to send, Minnesota's going to put a lot of pressure on Wentz, and he's they're going to call. I mean, they did cause turnovers, uh, the, but the uh, turnovers were mutual in terms of how many that happened. They come to Chicago on a Monday night. For the first time, most people, even in the city of Chicago, can't name nine guys on the Bears roster. Um, And the Bears clearly dominated. And so one of my things is, you know, we're so fast, we want that Cinderella story. We want that guy and that team to just come and be the team overnight success. And I just don't think Minnesota is that team. I think they have some years to go to develop. You know, and granted, they've had a lot. They've been decimated with injuries and things like that. So it will make you know their run much tougher. But they played so bad that Norv Turner just says, "You know what? I'm out." He resigns in the middle of the season. Norv Turner, who's been with the Cowboys, who's been with the Chargers, who's had teams that ran for the championship, he steps down. So that so that the say uh, the quarterback coach of Sam Bradford. Comes in and works with them as the OC. So I really think that this term for Minnesota is in the wrong direction. To have a coach leave in the middle, have a coach leave in the middle of the season, uh, coordinators, and the new trend has been lately, coordinators have been fired. You had uh, Jacksonville's coordinator that was fired. Um, In the middle of the season, you had – what was the other one? Was it uh, Miami uh, that also was fired? And so uh, it's just lately the offensive coordinators have been the scapegoats uh, for these teams thinking that it's going to spark it up. And I think it's really deeper than just the offensive coordinators. Uh, One of the things you have with the new collective bargaining agreement, you have less practice time with the players. And so you have guys that's coming from, like, spread offenses to the NFL and making that transition and the coaches not getting the amount of time that they need, whether it be training camp or OTAs, to get these guys developed. I mean, because it was Jacksonville, like with Blake Bortles. You know, it it takes – in the past, guys were given, you know, maybe – Two, four, two to four years to develop. But anyway, we're going to be in break, go to break, and we'll come back and talk about this a little bit further.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
0: You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. 1 888 346 9144. Or send an email to JD Harris at high intensity Now, let's get back to the show.
1: So we're back, and uh, one of the things we are talking about was the resignation of North Turner. And, you know, one always is going to be led to speculation like, why did he quit? Was it pressure from the front office? Was it pressure from Zimmerman? Uh, but the reports that are coming out, it was none of those things. Um, you know, so, you know, you hope that there's nothing wrong in the, you know, with his family and things like that. Maybe he's just tired, but he didn't retire. That's where more speculation is led. Because he didn't retire. So he's able next year to go somewhere else and things of that nature. So you you just, it leaves all in the air of why would a man leave in the middle of the season? Um, so you yeah, had that. And one of the things is also talk about retirements. You had Andre uh, Johnson, uh, who's left, who just retired. My question is, and the debate is, Who is in the Hall of Fame first, Andre Johnson or Megatron, Calvin Johnson? (laughs) Who do you think will make it to the Hall of Fame first, Andre Johnson or Calvin Johnson? Megatron, we got Rob the Barber that says Megatron. He says he doesn't like nan one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, do you watch it enough Booney to say I don't I, you know why not like, Houston. See, and, and I think I, I, I think that the, I think what's going to hurt Andre Johnson is the lack of media coverage. I mean, Calvin Johnson, you know, he typically was playing Green Bay and dominating against uh, top tier teams. Andre Johnson had always had a consistent, stellar career. I think if you go by the numbers, if you all the, all the overall numbers, it would probably have to be Andre Johnson. Um, and, and I felt he was a different type of receiver. Uh, Andre Johnson didn't have to run, uh, he could take the vertical threat. But he also go move the move the chains, running underneath routes and things of that nature. So it'll be really, really interesting to see uh, what happens with that. Uh, also, so this also this year, you had Percy Harvin this week that came back to Buffalo. Did y'all hear that about that? Percy Harvin, Percy Harvin. he unretired. You heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear about that? He unretired this week to come back up in here to get uh, to go back to Buffalo. Yeah, so it will be really interesting to see what happens. You know, like obviously this pro- this communication is probably going on for a while. Don't be surprised to see uh, number twelve out there balling out. You know, and you know they lost Sammy Watkins to IR, and they've had a lot of. I mean, Buffalo to me was a team that should have, you know, put up a fight for the playoffs. So, yeah, so we're going to see if this change that happens, getting Percy Harvin kind of saves Rex, because, you know, that was his tool guy, his utility guy. It was a lot. Yeah, C.J. Spiller just got signed. Uh, it, it's going to be very interesting that with that division. Um, we know that New England's going to win. But Buffalo has a split with them. They they beat New England. New England won. So if Buffalo can go ahead and get a couple more W's in a, in a division, you is that that's a possible wild card spot right there uh, in a AFC East. So it, I'm really intrigued to see what happens uh, at the end of the season. You, you look like you, what's your name? Come over here. Huey. Huey. So what's your thoughts, man? T- Talk to football. I, I see you. You're listening. So Huey <laughs> over here. I'm, look, look. I'm getting you on the Facebook live, too. Right. Huey so, over here yeah. knows what's going on. Talk to us. Talk to us. Now you're talking yeah. about Buffalo and New York,
2: New England. I don't think New England's going to do what everybody wants to they think they're going to do this year. I don't yeah. think they
1: are. So do you think that – do you think Buffalo will beat them in the division? I mean, when it comes down to it, do you think New England is going to run the table and lose in the playoffs? How far do you think they'll go? What's your thoughts on that? My
2: thoughts is uh, with, with New England. Oh, this is where we at. Right. Go ahead. Oh, with New England, um, I don't see them getting out of the. Uh, I, I can see them getting to the champion, the conference. I don't see them going to the
1: Super Bowl. Okay. Going maybe that far, but that'll be a. So, favorite. who do you think will represent the AFC? <laughs> I steal it. You are it. So you think? Big Ben comes back. Mm-hmm. The, the boat won't sink that far.
2: I don't think. Well, I think the, primarily everything going through Antonio Brown, and if if the Steelers can maintain and Ben come back, I don't think that New England can touch them.
1: And what I think was is going to happen with the Steelers, actually, because I, I like the Steelers, mm-hmm. and I, I never thought that necessarily New England would win it, but what I I can see happening with with that with the Steelers in particular. Once you get closer to the playoffs and you get into the cold, the Steelers have the depth at running back. And you have Antonio that's just naturally going to stretch the field. Mm -hmm. And you have Wheaton and those guys Mm -hmm. that are going to stretch the field. And then now they can
2: afford suspensions. They're good. Yeah. And and now everybody,
1: they're getting some fresh legs coming back. And, And so now you get in a situation where they're coming in and they have these uh, they're gonna have the running backs. You got D'Angelo Williams. That's pretty much been reserved. Yeah. And, and so you're gonna go ahead. and You're gonna get uh, your boy Wow. What can I take his uh, from Michigan State to tell back for uh, for, uh, for Pittsburgh? And so they're gonna have the running game solid, and they'll have the vertical threat. And Big Ben should come back. Actually, probably better that he's sitting down yeah. and not taking the beatings that he mm-hmm. normally takes. But He's gonna come
2: back and take another beat because that's what he does. Yeah, but
1: what I'm saying is, yeah. you don't have a toll of a full season beating mm-hmm. yeah, He's exactly. had six to eight weeks of rest mm-hmm. coming yeah. in. Two, two more years, he should be retired. Yeah, but then on the defensive side, that's I'm more concerned on the back end with Pittsburgh.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, if the, wanting to see if they could be able to main and hold hold down. I mean they, they gotta get some more out of that front seven. I, I agree and so uh, if, if they can get the push out of the front seven you're talking about a dangerous, dangerous team. So well I appreciate you. hey we're at the barbershop. I see some of the locals in here so we had to talk some stuff. I even see a world champion World Series winner from Waukegan, (laughs) Illinois, following in, Gary Bennett. What's going on, GB? I see you on the Facebook Live, so I had to give a shout-out because you got the bling and the rings, uh, even though it was with St. Louis and not the Cubbies, but going to give you your dues where dues are given, brother. So, uh, and then the Patriots cut, you know, they cut people that are proven because, hey, you do it the Patriots' way or you go out the way. And so... I think, uh, going back with Huey, I think that the Patriots are going to do well. They're going to win the division. But then, after the divisional games, I I would be really surprised if they get out of the second round of the playoffs uh, because then they'll be matched up with a possible Pittsburgh uh, and things of that nature. But, I mean, I'm enjoying the run while it's going on. Um, So it'll be very interesting to see who else... Like you know, is there anyone? The AFC West. You still got Denver. You have uh, you have Denver coming in. You have the Raiders that are playing solid football. Anybody in here been following the Raiders? Yeah. Definitely. Rob the barber has said somebody he didn't like. <laughs> so uh, I'm just I think that the brand of football. Has gone down this year, Uh, and I think it's to the because of the off season. You've had more overtimes this year already than you've had in complete whole uh, seasons. Last week we had another tie, uh, the game in London with Washington, and it's. uh, How do you guys feel about this whole deal with ties in in sports, like a football or basketball?
2: Play it
1: out. Play it out man. So, so what would you how would that look? How would that tiebreaker look to you?
2: Oh, like
1: yeah, like well oh, so overtime, do they keep on playing for fifteen more minutes like they did and then it ends or
2: the best? Okay, but then
1: we'll but if, if both teams both teams are allowed to get a possession both teams score then what because that's what happened with Arizona both teams score oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep going, keep, so but here's where some of the issues come how do you do you keep come, going in the same format because now you know the more you play especially at the end of a football game the more injuries and so that becomes a collective bargaining Issue with the toll on your body. Now that's a good suggestion, uh, Boonie Matt, the non bad bandwagon barber. <laughs> I have to mess with Robin Barber. He's a good sport. That's why I'm messing with him. But you know, one of the suggestions. Okay, so after the first overtime, then you go to a kickoff like soccer. I could, I could, I could, I could live with that. But right now, nobody can live with their kickers because the the league kickers are just tri- tricking off games. I
2: mean,
1: I mean, I'm at the Denver game. You see both kickers miss. Is that because, did they, uh, like,
2: uh, move, move the uh, circle line back? No. It, it,
1: I just think that, <laughs> first of all, you had the first one, or you had the guy that was drafted at uh, – for Tampa Bay. Now, I don't think the kickers are the same anymore. I, I don't think the way athletes are, are trained are the same. Everybody's so specialized, so they're not. You're seeing now when you're watching football, you're seeing a group, or just sports in general, you're seeing a group of people that mostly play organized sports. So they didn't go to Kirk Park or Belvedere Park or the Youth Center and grow up playing against getting beat up and roughed up. And everything they do now, there's a coach there, a certified coach that's there, and they're just practicing for that sport. They're doing the things that are just with that sport. So it was a lot that was learned when you got beat up on the playground. I mean, you're, you're talking about Booney and Rob growing up run a track on their own, or chase it, you know, the things that I think develop toughness, sports IQ, and I think that develops your body just from a physical standpoint. And so now the only thing you're doing is lifting, playing your sport. You're playing, you know, seven basketball games a week or five a week, and that's all you're doing, and you're not developing as – Necessary, especially for a sport like football. You know, now you're playing seven on seven all the time, and seven on seven sounds nice, but you don't have defensive linemen running at you, and you know the ball is not coming out different as a receiver because people aren't hitting you. But we'll be back in a second to go over some more football. Halle. Yeah, the opening kickoff is a
4: beauty. It's a fly ball deep. Break he shot, got it With 2.8 seconds He's left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out
3: of here. From high school to the pros, we, we, cover everything. we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
4: Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. 1 888 346 9144. Or send an email to JD Harris at high intensity sports.com. Now let's get back to the show.
1: So we're back live at the Bottom Line in Gurney, Illinois. We've got got the shout outs to Booty Mac, Rob the Barber, and Rob the Bears Barber. Uh, where's pa- Where's uh, Randolph and uh, what's him call uh, Quay, the R and B, hey, silky soul singer. Quay is in uh, uh, the Cubs
2: game. I mean, well, I look at the Cubs game at some.
1: So, Quay, Quaylen left his gig, he left. his killed. job. So if you want one of Quay's clients, he might be singing karaoke there right now. Probably yeah. put some Vaseline on the arms and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, oil Sheen. And Quay, you know Rob the Barber is getting on you pretty bad. But I know y'all be going at it. So, But uh, great guys here. uh, dealing with the football games and stuff like that, you'll see a lot of the guys from the Bears come through uh, to this barbershop. But, real question, uh, did you watch the Monday night game? Uh, Dallas fans, did you watch it? Boom. Yeah, or last Monday. Or last Thursday. Thursday. Dallas and uh, the Dallas and Philly game, did you watch that? Sunday Uh, night, sorry. No, I
2: didn't watch it.
1: Uh, you, you hear this? He didn't watch the Sunday night game because.
2: He's a fan. Maybe because was
1: so well, you're you're a bigger the baseball, baseball fan. Cubs was on. The World
2: series was on, or LA Dodd, somebody
1: was on. We it here. Yeah. So he watched the Cubs game. I'll give you a pass on that.
2: Well, the game was wrong, but the volume was down.
1: So when he's talking about this, I just want y'all to know he was at the shop watching. There's one TV. There's two TVs. There's three. He can't tell me that they couldn't do a split team, a split screen, or one game on one TV to watch it. Monday night. But did you watch it? So, so again, I stand corrected. Rob barber is not the only bandwagon friend, uh, fan here. I'm starting to put it into question my boy Booney Mac because he says he's a Dallas fan, and you're talking about one heck of a game that you missed. Dak Prescott is the real deal. Tony Romo better just pretend if Tony Romo's smart, he'll pretend, put his pride aside and pretend like he's injured and can't come back to the wrestling. Tony Nomo. I, no I like that, right? I like that. <laughs> I mean and, and that's the situation. What do you do? Do you go where your money at? Uh, is invested in, or do you let do you at least let Romo stay on the team for this season? And that was on live. Uh, Ra <laughs> Booney just built all his stuff. <laughs> so anyway, watching the game, the battle of the rookie quarterbacks. Carson Wentz didn't have a bad game. Dak Prescott even though he had the one interception in the end zone, he showed the ability to just command and take over a high-pressure situation. I mean, you saw him making check downs. I felt like now that they were making some changes of trying to adjust uh, to feed Dez the ball to keep him happy. But, uh, But that is the dude. I would have to say clearly... I mean, it's a battle between Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott for Rookie of the Year. So, uh, Rob the Barber says Prescott's going to win. Why you say that? So, why not Ezekiel? I watched the other scale and Prescott Yeah, typically a lot of the wars are quarterback-centered. You know, a rookie MVP. If a quarterback's doing well, the quarterback's probably going to get it. Um, Because to me, if you look at the NFL's MVP this year, I would have to say it's David Johnson of Arizona Cardinals. He's 36% of their offense you know, he's had over 1,500 yards or 1,100 yards from scrimmage going going at the halfway point. So it's really going to be interesting to see how – I say that a lot, but because what you think should be, it always changes. And I think David Johnson, he, he's good as a receiver. He's good coming out of backfield, and he's a great pass protector. And he goes down with the Arizona Cardinals – You're talking about they're below a 500-team easily. So I'm going to say my MVP first is David Johnson, but my rookie of the year offensively, or I'll just go rookie of the year has to be Dak Prescott. Um,
2: Now, now, now I'll
1: go back to the the top three. So Rob Barber has just called an audible on the show. So I'm let, since we at the barbershop, this is what we do. This is a very unconventional show today. Uh, so I would have to say my number one quarterback in the league right now is Tom Brady, without a question, uh, because Tom Brady has done a lot with a less. With less, most guys that have come there, nobody's ever heard of, with the exception of Randy Moss. But when Randy Moss came, when Randy Moss came, he was considered done because you, you remember he went to Oakland and wasn't doing anything. And he set the world on fire. Rob Bond. what did you say? Martellus. Martellus. But, again, up until a tight end usually is not what takes off NFL offenses. When they started talking about receivers first, I mean, but he's had to make adjustments more than probably any other quarterback in the NFL. Um, so I would say Tom Brady, my second quarterback in the NFL that I think is the man. Uh, I would have to go with Drew Brees. I think he's the most accurate of all the quarterbacks in the league, and he is another one. You can't name a quarter, uh, half of the receivers that played for him, and then if they've gone somewhere else, they've done nothing. Um, and then uh, Drew Brees. And so my third one, I mean, a lot of people would say Aaron Rodgers, but I'm going to go with Russell Wilson because – I think uh, Baldwin and those guys are good players, but I don't think those are guys that would start on a lot of other teams in the NFL. So uh, I would have to say those are my top three. Who's your top three?
2: One.
1: So Rob DeBarber says Tom Brady number one.
2: Number two.
1: See, Booney just showed, you know what, Russell Wilson's number two, Booney Mac just said Russell Westbrook, that's a whole nother conversation, I love my dog, yeah he is, well he's, he's the quarterback, uh, shooter, everything, but real fast, I'm going to make my picks for this week's game, and we're going to get on out of here. I have Atlanta versus Tampa Bay. I am taking Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Dallas at Cleveland. I am going to take Jacksonville at Kansas City due to the injuries. New York Jets at Miami. I am going to take New York against Philadelphia. Detroit might smell blood and beat Minnesota. I'm going to take Los Angeles versus Carolina in L.A. New Orleans is going to decimate San Francisco. Tennessee can run the ball well. They have a lot of depth. I'm going to take them over San Diego. Green Bay is probably going to beat somebody. They beat Indy. I'm going to take Oakland over Denver because of quarterback issues. And then I'm going to take Seattle over Buffalo. Well, I want to thank the bottom line for letting us come in and all the fellas and all of you that's watching. Hey, if you're in uh, Waukegan or the Chicagoland area going to Six Flags, you got to stop in at the uh, the bottom line, get your fade on, and get your food on, and get your laughs on, because Thursday, it kicks in this piece. So we are out of here.
0: Peace. Mm All right, we're just about out of here, but make sure you come on back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. East, 3 p.m. West for another edition of The Man Cave with J.D. Harris and friends on the Voice America Sports Channel. See you soon.